Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it, so check it out. Let me know what you think. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I have one word of advice to the, when you see her trying to find ways to love you and to care for you, just recognize that and be so thankful for that and let her do her thing and feel that love. Mm. Um, Cause you know, you don't have to be loved perfectly to know that you're loved. Just mm. see the effort and appreciate it. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so happy to get to share my college boys with you today. This is a Q&A episode with Josiah and Jonah who are just about to leave as I recorded uh, for college. And uh, that was a short clip from something Josiah said that really touched my heart and I just again, love sharing these guys with you. And so uh, the way this worked, I put out this summer, you know, if anyone had questions for the boys, I got so many good questions. So I decided to break it up and have the college boys now. And then this fall, I will have Luke and Levi on to answer some questions that people sent in for them. So I love doing these and we cover quite a bit. Um, I'll just give a little bit of backstory because I promised I did an Instagram post and I mentioned this, that I would talk a little bit about the fact that the boys stayed home longer than they had planned because Jonah tested positive for COVID. And that brought up a bunch of questions. And I was like, you know what, I will go ahead and address this on the podcast. So before I dive into our Q&A, I will just give a quick backstory. And if you want to skip the backstory, which includes my son getting COVID and my sharing a little bit about where my husband and I are with the vaccine and all that, you can skip to about the nine minute mark approximately and go straight to the Q&A. So I'll let you decide on that. 
Now here's the backstory. Josiah and Jonah were going to leave for the mainland. They had a friend getting married in Washington state. So they were going to spend a few days with my parents, go to the wedding, and then they were going to fly to California and do a backpacking trip. They were so excited. But a couple days before that, Jonah started getting some cold symptoms. And I was like, you know what, buddy, you need to get tested before you travel. And sure enough, at 11 o'clock the night before they were supposed to leave, his test came back as detected. I don't even really know what that means. When I was tested on the mainland, it was always positive or negative, but this said detected. Uh, and it next to it, it said something like maybe COVID, but also maybe a bacterial infection or a virus. I was like, okay, that's not fair, but we knew we needed to play it safe. So he stayed home. Now the interesting backstory to all of this and where I will answer the question, people know that my husband is a hospital physician and I have just barely talked about our experience. Um, here on the podcast back in June, Jonah and I did a Q&A episode and I kind of shared with people where Dave and I were at with a vaccine. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to go back and listen. Uh, but otherwise, I haven't said much about it, kind of like politics. I just don't feel like that's my calling online to talk about some of these issues that are so divisive. And um, I just try to stay in my lane where I think God has placed me. But I will say that this is one topic I'm pretty comfortable with, and you guys have been so great, and I know that it's a topic that's just so heated out there, and I'm sure most people listening have some strong opinions one way or another, or maybe just a lot of questions. But as far us. Last spring, Dave and I did get vaccinated um, for a few reasons. Dave does work with COVID patients a lot in the hospital. And my parents who are turning 80 this year were here in Hawaii. We were spending a lot of time with them. And from the research he had done, from all he knew, Dave did feel comfortable with the vaccine. Now, nobody loves the idea of any of this, but he did feel that the benefits outweighed the risk and thought it was best for us to get the vaccine. That it was the most loving thing to do, even though we didn't have all the answers. So we got vaccinated. That went fine. But when Jonah and I did our episode in June, my college boys had so far chosen not to get vaccinated. I mean, there's no doubt young people, for the most part, do fine with COVID. It, they don't get very sick. Jonah just was not very sick at all. And we were like, you know what, let's not put the vaccine in them until we know more. But then as the summer went along and travels came up and they found out more about the school uh, regulations, which their college, Westmont, does not require the vaccine, but they just were like, you know what, I think life's going to be a lot easier. Dad, what do you think? And Dave was like, well, you know, I, I wish you didn't have to get it, but yeah, I, th I think I feel fine about it. So they had finally decided they were going to go ahead and get the vaccine. And it was literally the day Jonah was headed in to get his vaccine that he started feeling a little lousy. So I guess now he, um, he did go ahead and get the vaccine. He didn't have a fever, but, um, so I guess he has maybe natural antibodies now, as well as, um, the vaccine. <laughs> so that's where we're at. And again, I just want to say that I really do understand both sides of this thing. Um, I love everybody, but I'm not just saying this like passively, like, oh, I just love everybody. I really do understand. I have friends on both sides of this. I totally believe in freedom. And I've said before, in my freedom, I chose to get the vaccine and I feel fine about it. But um, I, I really do respect people, whatever choice you make. Um, for us, this was the right choice, I believe. And I have peace about it. And I will say this because people have been asking, like, what's it like in the hospital? Because I know a lot of people just want the truth. There's so many stories and people share things on social media and there's, you know, videos of people and you're like, do I trust them or not? I will say what 
Dave has told me is his hospital has a lot of COVID patients right now, a lot of very sick people, even younger people, all ages. And um, most of those in the hospital have not been vaccinated. One or two have had breakthrough cases, but overall, he believes that the vaccine is saving lives. It is protecting people. And so is there an easy answer to this? No, definitely not. And I'm not going to tell anyone what to do, but that's my answer. And all I can say is I hope you guys can be kind and loving. After I talked about it in June, I was so nervous and I only had people reach out and say, thank you so much for sharing. I didn't get any haters. So please, if you don't like what I'm saying, just keep it to yourself. I don't want to start any big quarrels or conversations or any division. I love everybody. And this podcast is to support boy moms. And that's my heart. Now, I will say for those of you who have sincerely asked my advice, who are trying to decide if you should get the vaccine or to get your kids a vaccine, I'm just going to encourage everybody to be prayerful and thoughtful and reasonable. Most issues like this are going to have extremes on either end. And so I encourage people to be reasonable and look at your life, look at your health, look at your age, look at the people who you're around and decide, is there some chance that by you getting COVID, even if it's mild for you, is there somebody you could pass it on to who is vulnerable? And even for me, that would include my parents who are vaccinated, but what if they got that random breakthrough case and I was the one that passed it on to them? That would be really hard for me to live with knowing that I could have been vaccinated. So yes to freedom, but let's use our freedoms wisely. And again, I just encourage everybody to be reasonable and you know what, maybe to get off social media when it comes to this stuff to really avoid the hype and just pray about it, make a decision, and don't overthink it. I've talked to so many people that are like, I'm just so sick of thinking about it. And I get that. So I hope that helps a little bit. And now I get to share my boys as they are going to talk about their sibling relationship, about brotherhood. They're going to talk a little about faith issues, homeschooling, college, and at the end, their relationship with their mom, which of course I love. So friends, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for all of your kindness and support. And you might want to invite your kids to listen in um, with you because a lot of this will be applicable to your kids, or maybe you want to just listen to it and then share some clips later. But either way, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Joe. Josiah, who's 22, and going into his senior year of college, and Jonah, who is 20. He'll be a sophomore this year. I'll have a few final words to say at the end, but I hope you enjoy. All right, Josiah and Jonah, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks for having us. Glad yeah. to be here. It's good to be back. Yeah. Well, Jonah, you are just coming out of a little quarantine period here. How are you feeling? Feeling fine. I I really honestly feel great. I mean, different Good. people experience it differently, but I feel great. Good. And you kind of enjoyed your time, right? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. It was good to just have time alone. Just good. <laughs> A good excuse to hold up, read books, rest. All right. Well, you guys were wrapping up summer. You're about to head back to college. And we have some really good questions. We've got basically three categories we're going to cover today. Uh, and that is brotherhood, sibling relationships. Then we're going to talk a little bit about faith, which spills over into homeschooling and, um, and college readiness. And then at the end, there's a couple of questions about your mom, your relationship with your mom. So sweet. So guys, first, 
let's just talk summertime. Give us some highlights. What have you enjoyed most about being home this summer? Oh, I always really, really enjoy getting in the water mm. uh, during the summer. Warm. Cave diving and spearfishing and jumping off rocks. Mm. Um, it's just so much fun. Yeah, you've gotten a lot of that in too, I think. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would say the same thing about being in the water. Um, same list, except I would add to that hydrofoiling. Um, oh, yeah. I've been doing... Okay, for anyone listening that isn't familiar, Jonah, tell us about hydrofoiling. What is it? How does it work? In yeah. you know, just the basics. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, hydrofoiling makes use of a underwater airfoil, which is or is just like a foil, um, which is basically like an airplane wing. Um, it just attaches to the surfboard. It goes underneath the surfboard, and it and it works to lift the board out of the water. Mm-hmm. And um, you can so it pump looks like it. you're flowing on air. Yeah, it looks like you're hovering, basically. Hovering. And the the benefit to that is that it reduces drag, which is like the friction that you get on top when you're surfing on the water, and it allows you to go faster and ride for longer. So it's a really fun experience, and I've logged many hours this summer doing foiling. So it's been a lot and, of fun. And it's a steep learning curve, right? It's not easy yeah, to pick up. At first, it's hard. But I think once you learn, it's really not hard. And the equipment is ridiculously expensive. So if yeah, you, it helps to trade-off. be researching. Jonah's been doing some research with Dr. Shorman, um, which has mm-hmm. given him access to some good equipment, which yep. is a blessing. But we'll be sure to put a link in the show notes to some photos or videos of you on a hydrofoil. Yeah, um, for sure. It's exciting stuff. And since we're trying to cover, you know, kind of all sides of things, Josiah, is there anything hard about being home from college in the summer? You're 22 now. What's it like? People want to know um, the truth. It's really fun to be home. I think that one of the challenges for me is not being so comfortable that I'm just on vacation mode and not getting work done. I think that <laughs> it's important for me in this stage of life to get ready for what's coming next. I graduate in 10 months or something like Ooh. that. And uh, yeah, you know, I got to be applying to jobs and getting in touch with different people who are going to help me achieve what I want to achieve. And to be honest, being home is so nice that it's so easy for me to just be on vacation mode and just enjoying myself and that's really, really great. So I've had to kind of struggle to find that balance, but it's sure. been a really And your good original plan. plan was to try to stay in California because you wanted to avoid that, but all your yeah. plans kept falling through. But and deep so... down, I was super happy to be coming home. <laughs> I was happy. And also <laughs> you were trying to spread yourself between like being helpful at home, doing yard work, helping me with Levi, plus your job, plus having fun. So Yeah. It gets, there's some complicated stuff, I'm sure. I think I've done a good job uh, balancing all of those things. Yes, definitely. I I totally agree. Okay, then, boys, you ready to talk brotherhood? Question number Mm. one. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the first question, and people listening just know that I received a lot of really, really good questions. So some of these are kind of combining 
couple together, trying to cover them without having to ask a gazillion questions. But let's start with this. Have you always liked each other? <laughs> hmm. Well, this is a loaded question. It just seems we like each other. <laughs> no, we like each other. We definitely like each other. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Um, I think that we've done a lot of good work to figure out how to get along. There is so much that goes on in the house, and there's so much that we talk about and sometimes argue about. However, at the end of the day, I think that we've really done a good job finding areas to compromise on and uh, and figuring out how we can capitalize on the things that we do well together on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would say that a lot of a lot of our issues were pretty shallow issues, like they weren't super deep, like some families might experience. A lot of them were just personality quirks and nuances that we had to work through and just realize that we enjoy certain things or we have different love languages or we have different personality types that we had to kind of reconcile. And I'd say a lot of those issues manifested themselves more when we were really younger. Um, And then we kind of grew out of them, although they still show up. I mean, (laughs) every day we have little ways that we rub edges and we have to work through problems. So I would say no one's perfect and we're not perfect, but yeah, I think we have from the beginning, the way that we were raised, we were raised to love each other and we were built on a good foundation. So I think that has helped a lot. Awesome. That's good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then let's go on to the next one closely related. We'll start with kind of maybe the younger years, Josiah, um, a mom or two have written in and asked for help with maybe an older sibling who struggles with a younger, possibly age-appropriate, but annoying little brother. If you can recall, perhaps when you were young and you had a couple little brothers that might have been annoying, uh, what can this mom do to help her oldest son, you know, tolerate, appreciate the younger annoying siblings? Yeah, I I would just say, um, and shout out to all the older brothers out there. Let's go. Um, (laughs) I would say just realize that you're once just like this younger sibling of yours. You know, you're his or her age and you struggled through the things of childhood. And I think you've just got to show some grace because you can't expect younger people to be as mature as you are. Uh, It's funny because when you think about it, it just seems nonsensical to assume someone should be as mature as you are. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we treat people like they should be at our level when, when they just don't have the same life experience we do. Mm -hmm. And um, on top of that, I'd say a lot of older siblings are actually trying to be more mature than they need to be. And sometimes it's really fun to just join your younger sibling in the silly things that they're doing. Um, It's kind of, cool like with when you just uh kind of reframe things a little bit the things that usually annoy you can actually be kind of fun <laughs> to participate in and so rather than getting all angry and annoyed maybe you think oh wait what if i what if i join i mean i'm just picturing in my mind like a younger brother um jumping around the living room pretending that the floor is lava <laughs> it's like wait what if what if i pretended the floor is lava too yeah and it's actually super fun to do that kind of thing every once in a while 
That's so good. I love that. And then you've got a perspective now as you've gotten older and you have, you know, 11 year old, you've mentioned to me that it might be good practice for. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's a great point, mom. Um, We were just talking about this at the dinner table the other night and how uh, since I'm older now, uh, I'm actually seeing this a little, a little differently. I think that being an older brother is actually great practice for being a dad. And so all the ways that I have to show patience and uh, show mercy and grace to younger siblings when they're misbehaving or uh, not listening to me, those things, um, those are virtues that you can actually build up. Character you can grow as you uh, kind of mature into adulthood and one day fatherhood. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Okay, Jonah, this next one's for you, I believe. Uh, a teenager actually sent this in. So you can speak to the teenagers, but also I think it, it applies to younger kids too. Somebody wrote in um, who is wanting to build a closer relationship with his older brother and he feels like he's striking out. Do you have any advice for how a younger brother can you know improve the relationship with an older sibling? Yeah, um, that's a really good question, whoever sent it in. I would say... Um, one of the best things you can do is to respect your old, your older brother and acknowledging his age difference and how he has a little bit more experience depending on the dif- their age difference that's huge and um make sure if you're going to spend time with them in doing what they're doing you should try to show interest in what they're doing and try to follow along curiously and humbly And um, there's a lot of fruitful time and experiences that can come out of that. And I would say coming into it with humility as the younger brother is huge and um, and just desiring a better relationship. If you have that as a baseline, then I think. You're, I think things are going to work out. That's good. So, yeah. Okay. I'm just thinking on my toes here, but I'm curious from your perspective, being young men now, what if the teenager just said straight up to his brother, Hey, I'd love to be closer friends. Like, would that be weird? Or do you think Josiah, maybe you can even speak to this. If he's just like, I know I annoy you or you've never been very nice to me or, you know, I mean, a lot of siblings really battle. This is reality. Uh, What if he just said it straight out? Um, I would say that that's a fully legitimate desire and one that an older brother should really respect. I've actually been there before and I think it's kind of rare to have a younger sibling desire that Mm -hmm. kind of relationship with you. And so take it and accept it and run with it. Um, even if you don't feel like it at first, I think it's so good. Uh, and I think down the road, you're going to find yourself with a friend who has stood the test of time. And uh, you'll be thankful that you have that friendship. Because when you move, and when you enter into a new phase of life, you might end up with that brother again. And right. so your your friends outside of your family might not be with you anymore, but you'll still have your brother. 
that might happen. It might not. But if it does, you'll be glad that you really invested in that friendship right. yeah. while you were while you were younger. Siblings are for a lifetime. I appreciate that. So yeah, that's that's the mom advice is just talk about it. Bring it up in a in a neutral moment, not in a heated moment, but just bring it up and talk about it perhaps. Okay. One more question. And that is just, can you guys think back to all the years growing up? What are some things that stand out to you that fostered your friendship? Um, things that you did or that perhaps we did as a family that your friends maybe weren't doing uh, to help you grow closer as brothers? One thing we were doing is we we just did life together. Um, it's really that simple. I think the most simple thing that most families have uh, trouble with is just doing life together, doing activities together, going places together, staying at home together. You know, um, a lot of families um, tend to separate and do their own kind of things. But I think it takes so much effort to just be intentional about living life mm -hmm. together. And there's so much that so much bonding that happens when you uh, are loving the same things and engaged and involved with the same things. It really puts you all on the same page. So I think starting with that, and an example for us would be like surfing together or going to a hike mm -hmm. together or running errands mm -hmm. together, you know, I don't know. Well, homeschooling had to, to help with all that, right? When you homeschool, you're just naturally sure. around each other more. Yeah, that helps a lot, but there's ways outside of that that you can also definitely. Be... We 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 know people who went to school who still grew up super close, and I think that was because their parents were intentional about spending the weekends hanging out as a family and not always running off to someone else's house. Or um, I always mention like family vacations. Some families always bring friends along and that's, there's a time for that. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think that when you just hang out as a family, you're kind of forced to be together. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, any yeah. quick memory of childhood um, fighting that you can say to encourage someone who's in the middle of that? Did you guys sometimes fight, Saya? Oh yeah, we definitely <laughs> fought. I think that... Mm -hmm. Fighting is kind of just a normal part of brotherhood. Um, but one thing that I really respect that you did, Mom, is you let us kind of figure things out on our own a bit. Mm -hmm. And it would be one thing if you stepped in every time conflict arose and tried to settle it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's okay sometimes, but I think it's also really cool when you let us figure things out on our own because conflict resolution is a really important skill. Mm. And when parents let their their uh, children uh, kind of figure things out on their own, I think that they will develop in themselves some really important life skills that they can take with them into many other places besides just their own families. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, if they were drawing blood, I would step in. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> just got to let them work it out, right? One thing I love about that memory actually is that there were many times where I stepped in and I certainly think there's a place for teaching kids conflict resolution and talking about things when you're not in the heat of the moment. But I love, Josiah, that you remember mostly working things out on your own. And so that's kind of sweet for me to think that 
all those times that I did step in don't stand out to you as much as the times you worked it out on your own. So I think there's definitely always going to be a balance there. Parents need to parent. Um, but I just think it's cool that that's your memory. So I just had to add that. Okay. Well, let's, let's move along. We could, that's such a fun topic and we could talk about it all day long, but let's move on to a couple topics related to your faith, your personal faith. And I love this first one. Um, somebody asked what was an important thing for you as you learned to go from the Christian faith being it just being about our family having faith and you making it personal. Do you remember a time when you started to own your faith for yourself and it wasn't just something you did because of your parents? Um, yeah, I would say that this one can be different for different people. Um, but for me, I think that I was blessed because I grew up in a home that really prepared me well for the world. I think that from a very young age, I understood a lot about my faith and not just understanding the faith, but why I believe what I believe. And because of that, when I went out into the world, let's say I went to college and you know I was away from my parents, I think I was much more grounded than some of my peers. And I'm so thankful for that because when it came time to kind of start owning my faith, I felt like I kind of already knew what my faith looked like. I wanted to own it, and I was really stoked to do that. And some of my friends were still wrestling with doubts and trying to figure things out. But because of the habits, Mom, that you guys had kind of placed in me and encouraged in me, and because of the things that you taught me when I got to school and I started asking some questions and started wrestling with some things. It was really easy for me to uh, to just kind of close the book on all those doubts and things and say, yep, I still believe this. Awesome. And I think I give dad a lot of credit too for that because, um, I mean, for all all parenting. <laughs> but on this topic, I think you guys grew up having a lot of great conversations about faith, uh, bringing up questions, encouraging you to search out answers. And so I think that instilled in you a desire to really know and and um, decide for yourself what you believe. Jonah, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, um, I agree with what Josiah said and what you said, mom. Um, for me, one big step that I often say uh, from learning about the Christian faith to making it my own was really just seeing it lived out in other people, especially in people who were guiding me and leading me, whether it was at youth group or at camps or in the community. Uh, friends of mine, my parents, you, mom and dad, and Josiah, you know, just seeing it lived out um, really helped because now it's, I mean, most just modern psychologists would say a lot of the way that you live and the way you grow and are influenced is by seeing behavior and imitating it. And I think um, seeing that in your community and in your life really helps you create an ideal as to how you're going to live. Um, so I, when I saw that in people like my youth leaders who I really respected because they took time and they loved me and they cared for me and they listened to me and they would take me to lunch and do all these things. And 
kind of live out that model of Christianity, it helped me to realize this is what I'm supposed to do too. And I, I should be like this because you, um, there's a saying that you, you aren't just what you think, but you are what you love. And, uh, when I loved something and I really appreciated what I saw in someone, I wanted to become mm -hmm. that. So, um, f surrounding yourself with good people and people who you love and appreciate will help you become that same way. Um, and that is what made the Christian faith more my own, I would say, is seeing it lived out practically. Well, that's so good, Jonah. I really like that a lot. Me too. I love that. Okay, well, that kind of leads us to um, your transition to college, uh, where a lot of people do have their faith challenged, of course. Um, Josiah already touched on that. But let's touch on how your homeschooling experience prepared you or didn't prepare you for college. I get asked a lot about this. Um, is there any part of your homeschool experience that you felt did not prepare you well for college? Anything you regret about being homeschooled now that you're looking back? Okay. Um, I think that homeschooling prepared me really well for college, just remarkably well. I, I was actually kind of surprised to find how similar college is to homeschooling. It's basically the same. The only difference is you're, uh, you're walking to class rather than tuning into a video or reading a textbook. Um, but once you leave your classroom, it's just like homeschooling. Everything's the same, I think. Um, cause you gotta, you gotta do time management and you've mm -hmm. got to figure out how to get done what you got to get done and it's by a deadline. Um, so mom, thank you so much for preparing us so well. You did a phenomenal job, but I will say, uh, and we've talked about this before. <laughs> I think if we had spent a little bit more time learning about and playing sports, um, <laughs> it, it would have prepared me it would have prepared me a little bit more for uh, for some of the things going on at college, but okay. But let's be clear: you guys did a lot of sports. We did do did a lot of sports. You did a couple sports. Just a lot. A very, <laughs> a very specific range of sports. I mean, there were really only two, <laughs> and were... some don't call them sports. I think we still do though: surfing, surfing and skating. And skating. <laughs> um, there's sports, right? Yeah, there's yeah, sports. sports. They're just not team Olympics sports. There's not team sports. That's right. right. So. The other day, Levi was asking me how baseball works, oh, and I was like, guy. oh, man, I'm so sorry. Like, he didn't know anything about baseball. And, of course, I grew up doing seasonal sports year-round, you know, every season, my brothers and I. And so I, I think Dad and I dropped the ball on that, and I'm going to teach Levi sports all Yeah, of can you imagine how embarrassed I was when I showed up to the tennis court at the basketball? <laughs> Stop. Oh, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. We did play tennis for like a month when you were growing up. So. Yeah. No, Joan and I are actually getting back into it. It's really fun. Okay, then let's move on to our final category. My favorite, I think, <laughs> but we'll see. And that is parenting and mom category. Um, first of all, is there anything you remember thinking your parents were mean by doing or not letting you do that you now realize was for your best? Mm. Maybe the the amount or the type of entertainment that we had growing up. Um, definitely, uh, when we were when I was younger, I was limited to like a certain amount of time I could watch TV because people watched TV back then uh, <laughs> rather than like, you know, being on your phone or whatever. Um, that was one thing that seemed mean, like, okay, I only get 30 minutes a day to watch TV or to play this video game or something. But 
those kinds of disciplines and structures really helped me help me understand what was most important and it gave me discipline. So I would say that was one thing, entertainment and media and the way you guys kind of manage that. Um, at the time it seemed mean, but then re- later on I realized how much time I didn't waste because of that. So that's one thing I would say. I wasn't really a fan of having to eat healthy <laughs> for a while. I mean, I remember being a grom and just being so over salad. And I see that in Levi now and I can kind of relate to him there. Um, because when you're young, you just want the two scoops of ice cream with the sprinkles and the chocolate yeah. syrup and the whipped cream. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm super stoked that you raised us the way you did, because I think that I eat very healthy, even when I'm on my own now. And mm, I mm-hmm. see the benefits of it. I have um, kind of this knowledge now of why a diet is health or uh, important. Healthy diet is important. And so um, yeah, now I'm really glad for for what I used to dislike about the way that you mm-hmm. parented us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jonah, you touched on influences earlier. Uh, I think that might be one thing. I don't want to speak for you, but I did talk about this a little in Boy Mom, and you and I have talked about friendships. That might be an area that was a little bit of a struggle in your early high school years when you kind of wanted to hang out with certain people, and I was like, oh, I just don't think they're good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think if parents have the attitude of, oh, my kids can hang out with whoever they want. It's okay. It won't do them any harm. Um, That is super dangerous because there are kids out there that will uh, do you harm. And I'm really thankful for the way that you kind of monitored my friendships. Uh, I don't think that's like helicopter parenting or puppet parenting or whatever you'd call that. I think that's healthy parenting to be able to monitor and see which friends you're spending time with. You're seeing the people who are shaping your your child. And I think the way you did that for me by saying, um, okay, I, I know this kid. I know the way he was raised. I see the things he does. You shouldn't spend time with him. Maybe, you know, just telling me that I think helped because with my judgment, I just am thinking this cool, this kid seems really cool. It seems like a fun kid. I'd have, I'd have a good time with him. Um, please like mom, I really wanted to go, but you are seeing more the future, which is if you keep following after him, you're going to go down a different path. I wasn't able to see that at the time. So definitely don't let your kids make that decision. I think by use leading in, in that way, that's super helpful for your future. So, yep. Awesome. Thanks, Jonah. Okay. Now we get to ask, was there something your mom did that was unique to you or your relationship that let you know she loved you? Yeah. Um, I think that you've done a really good job, mom, of affirming me and helping me kind of figure out more about who I am and where I'm headed in life. I think you make it really easy for me to talk to you. I like to talk to you and you know that when I'm at college, I'm calling you all the time. And I'm just thankful for the way that you've just been such a good coach and you've been so willing to listen. You're a good listener and I like to talk, especially to you. So that's something that you do for me and I really appreciate it. Aw, thanks guys. Aww. Aww. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. Mm. Yeah, um, for me, <laughs> we just had I a would moment. Say, 
I would say for me along the same lines, um, I usually say this. I think my one of my love languages is quality time. And it, it will it will change for from kid to kid. Some kids will will feel most loved in affirmation and words or in physical touch or in quality time or in gifts um, or different aspects like that. But I would say for me, it was quality time. So seeing when you had a lot of work going on and you would set your work aside to spend time with me and um, listen to me and talk about what I'm interested in or all, all that kind of stuff. I think I really felt loved through that. But I would say it changes from kid to kid. So kind of being able to gauge that and see what lights them up and kind of ignites their spark or whatever when you show love to them in different ways. Uh, be Pay attention to that because different kids feel loved in different ways. Um, not to say that, you know, love is this kind of relativistic thing, but to say that um, love can be expressed in different ways the same sure. love it's still love it's just expressed in different ways so yeah yeah and i think mm -hmm. for moms sometimes connecting with a son can be a little bit challenging because boys are just mm -hmm. different and yep. i was kind of um blessed that i grew up with brothers and felt like pretty comfortable with you guys but i think that's good advice figure um, out i have one word of advice to Ooh. the children just recognize when your mom is trying and don't push mm. her away when she's trying. I'm not saying this because my mom doesn't do a good job loving me, but she's so busy and she is incredible at what she does. And when you see her trying to find ways to love you and to care for you, just recognize that. And be so thankful for that and let her do her thing and feel that love. Because, mm. um, you know, you don't have to be loved perfectly to know that you're loved. Just mm. see the effort and appreciate it. Oh, mm -hmm. That's some good yeah. advice. I feel like that's something I do. A lot. I, it's a discipline I do a lot more lately when I, I notice that um, you, mom, are showing love to me. But when I was younger, it was definitely something I didn't even pay attention to. Like you would get me like a smoothie or you would take, drop me off somewhere. And I'm just thinking like, wow, I'm, I'm late for this thing or, Oh, <laughs> I I'm always late. Sorry. John. No, 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 no. That's like, I'm focusing on the negative and I forget the fact that you are showing love through this thing. Awesome. Thanks, Jonah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much. First of all, for all the kind words, I'll pay you later. But really, thank you. Thanks for being me. I'm getting a little, a little uh, sad about you leaving me so soon. But I'm so excited for all you have ahead, and I know that we could do some things like this, perhaps even while you're away. We've got technology. But before we close, could each of you maybe just share where people could find and follow you, your Instagram handle, maybe for those times you're on Instagram. I know you take breaks from that, but go ahead and just tell people your Instagram. And then, um, Jonah, you can also mention where people can find the truth for youth podcast, which you're not actively, um, recording anymore, but it's still out there. So go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So you can find me on Instagram at Josiah Swanson.
Um, that's my handle, Josiah Swanson. And my website is JosiahSwanson.com. So really easy to remember and really easy to find me if you want to follow along and see what I'm up to on the interwebs. <laughs> Hey, and it's been a while, Josiah, since we've mentioned that you've published a no- novella, a little novel. Uh, yes. It's super fun. So tell yeah. people where they oh, yeah. can find that I, too. I highly recommend this book for boys who are between uh, 11 and 14 or 15 years old. It's a little sci-fi mystery adventure novel, and uh, it's called Submarine. You can find it on my website. You can find it on Amazon, iBooks, anywhere you buy books. Um, yeah, read the synopsis and maybe buy it for one of your boys. I think they'd like to read it. Yeah. And it's about a couple yeah. of brothers. Yeah. It's totally, it's totally <laughs> just the world that I grew up in. It's about a couple of brothers who go on this oceanic adventure together with their, with their, uh, mentor running from bad guys and finding robots and there's some time travel stuff in there. So I think it's pretty <laughs> so cool. Good. It's literally the imagination he grew up with. So it, it's fun. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Okay, Jonah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, Instagram, my username is at Jonah Swanson underscore. Um, so pretty simple. Um, Jonah Swanson underscore. And I don't post super often on there, but you can follow my life and what's going on with me over there. And on... For me, like my mom mentioned, I have a podcast that I haven't made an episode in a while, but there are about maybe 10 to 20 episodes on there already um, that you can listen to. And there's some interviews and there's some solo episodes. And um, I highly recommend if you are younger um, and you are interested in seeking truth and, you know, biblical truth and, um, you know, it. If you're interested in reading books or, you know, conversations that really matter, um, I have a bunch of those. So go check that out. The It's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's called the Truth for Youth Podcast. Um, yeah, with me, Jonah Swanson. And yeah, you. my mom will have a link for that. And yeah, check it out. Uh, hopefully in the future, I'll be able to post publish some more. Um, but it's just been, I just haven't had the time or I guess I've had the time, but I just haven't had the willingness or it's okay. Yeah. It just just, life happens, but it's still, it's out there if you want to listen to it. So go check that out and yeah, let me know if you want to have any conversations outside of that. So terrific. Okay, boys. Thank you so much. Go pack your bags. You're going to get out of here. Mother. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It's I'll always on the flippity flip. It's always fun, mom. <laughs> Love you guys. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation and maybe your kids were able to tune in and listen a bit as well. And I just want to thank you for being here. There are links to anything we mentioned over in show notes. So be sure to hop over and you can find those at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 121. Also, I'll add, since I recorded the intro to this episode, um, Dave did say that he would be willing to come on and answer questions. So if you guys have questions for Dave, who is a hospital physician, who's the smartest guy I know, and super reasonable, 
and a man of God, and I think is just super wise. Um, feel free to send in your questions, and hopefully we can get him on a Q&A soon when he is off work, if he ever gets off work. Okay, so I just want to thank you for being a part of this community. You guys are awesome. Please continue to share the Boy Mom podcast with your friends. Please leave ratings and reviews. They help other people find the podcast. Buckle up. We have a fall ahead with so many great topics. I'm just super excited to grow with you here. So um, have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.